Hi there! Welcome to episode 20 of the Waveback Music Podcast. Today's episode is Pokemon Red version and Pokemon Blue version for the Game Boy. Enjoy! Hello again, this is the Waveback Music Podcast. My name is Chris. And I'm Vicky. And we're here to talk to you about some of the most interesting video game music there is. 2016 is full of all sorts of anniversaries. We celebrated The Legend of Zelda in our last episode, and today, for our 20th episode, we're celebrating the 20th anniversary of a game Vicky and I have very different histories with. I'm assuming. I don't actually know yes. Vicky's history. <laughs> but I'm sure it's different than mine. It's extensive. <laughs> In that case, it is definitely different than mine. Uh, fortunately, no matter what you think of this game itself, there's absolutely no denying that the music is truly something special. Today, we talk about Pokemon Red version and Pokemon Blue version for the Game Boy. Cards on the table. This could also be applied to Pokemon Yellow version, obviously, but I'm already saying way too many syllables with Pokemon Blue version and Pokemon Red version. So henceforth, I'm just saying Pokemon Red and Blue. Vicky, how are you this evening? I am fantastic. I'm super <laughs> excited for this episode. Um, I'm really sad I haven't been playing the original Pokemon. I've actually just been playing Majora's Mask, which I'm a little sad about. But I was going to try and get back into Pokemon this week. I uh, I am too. I've actually been writing a, a Pokemon series on the website uh, on Geekade. I've, I am a, a, a Poke virgin, as it were. Um, I'll get into my history a little bit more, but, uh, I, I kind of fell off recently and I decided to pick up the 3DS eShop version of Pokemon to make things as easy as possible for my lazy ass. So, uh, I will be hitting up some, some Pokemon blue and writing all about it for, uh, Pokemon propitiation, which is the series that I, I write for, for Geekade about my experiences and travels in Pokemon. But, uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Vicky, why don't you hit us with some history? All right. On February 27th, 1996, Pocket Monsters, Red and Pocket Monsters Green, were released in the Game Boy in Japan. They were conceived by a man named Satoshi Tajirin? Tajiri? I, I think I'm saying that right. <laughs> yeah, ask me. That's a good plan. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's Tajiri. We'll go with that. I like it. <laughs> Who had an idea for a video game about bug collecting. The inspiration to put it in the Game Boy actually came from the link cable itself. Tajiri wanted to create something that inspired kids to go out and play with their friends, and when he saw the Game Boy's cute link cable, that gave him the idea that instead of just using it for competition, he could use the link cable to allow players to trade information. Bugs eventually became monsters, the monsters eventually became Pokemon, and the untold amounts of success followed. Naturally, a game this successful had to be localized and sold here in the West, but the process was lengthy. Almost two and a half years later, Pokemon Red and Pokemon Blue version were released here in America and became an immediate success as well as a breathed new life into Nintendo's aging Game Boy platform. Pokemon has been a steady success ever since. Much to my surprise, no less, uh, because I remember <laughs> working in game stores when Pokemon came out and I was like, well, this is a fad. <laughs> <laughs> I was very You were wrong. wrong. I was all flavors of wrong. I was wrong. <laughs> Red flavor and blue flavor and yellow flavor. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that this is surpassing Mario. 
Uh, it's, in it's, popularity. It's somewhere up there. Um, that's that's kind of a difficult thing to quantify, because I think Mario is a more recognizable character, mm-hmm. but I think some Pokemon games tend to sell more than some Mario games. So it's mm. it's definitely a... There's no doubt this is a ludicrously successful franchise, um, <laughs> and most definitely not a fad. Uh, now, to why we're here, this game's soundtrack was composed by... Junichi. Junichi Masuda. There you go. Thank you. Thank you You're for welcome. the assist. <laughs> he has been with Game Freak, the company who makes Pokemon, since 1989, and has written music for every major Pokemon game since the beginning. That's not including spinoffs like Pokemon Ranger and Snap and whatever the hell else. Uh, his first job as a compo- composer was for Mendel Palace for the NES, which is a kind of a strange action puzzler. And he eventually went on to compose the music for Yoshi, a falling block puzzle game with an excellent soundtrack. Uh, and then other games like Pulse Man and Mario and Wario. Uh, funnily enough, neither of those games officially released here in America. Uh, he still composes for the Pokemon series and, and is typically at least a producer on any and every game released by Game Freak, including the very excellent Harmonite. If you have a 3DS, download Harmonite. It's freaking cool. Uh, he certainly has a style all his own, and after learning that he wrote the music in Yoshi, it made an awful lot of sense to me. I love Yoshi, uh, not just the character, but the NES game, uh, and this the music is indistinguishable from Pokemon music. It's really, really fascinating. Um, so we've done our history homework. Let's talk uh, very quickly about our respective experiences with the game. Uh, Vicky, you go first. Um, well, I first started playing Pokemon. I went to my cousin's house, and she had it. And I'd never had a Game Boy before in my life. So I was playing it, and I'm like, oh my god, this game is amazing. I think I was like eight years old at the time because I was in elementary school. So I go home the next day, and I beg my parents for the game. And after that, I was hooked. Which version did you get? Oh, I got blue. My brother got red. Nice. Mm-hmm. And I had a... What color DS did I have? I had a pink DS. <laughs> oh, you played this on a, a DS originally? Oh, sorry, not DS. Oh, my God, a Game Boy. What's wrong with me? <laughs> I just... I think DS because that's what I've been playing, like recently forever but no i had the the original game boy nice and that's what i played it on it was pink it was super fun and me and my brother would fight about who got to trade who sometimes i would trick him into getting good pokemon (laughs) because he was much younger than me (laughs) but yeah and then the cards games came out and i don't know it's been crazy since then so you've been consistently Pokemoning ever since the beginning. Yep, except for Black and White and Black and White 2. Interesting. Yeah. What about you? Well, my history with Pokemon is quite quite amusing. All right, so I was working in a video game store at the time. I was working in Funko Land, and um, I've always I was always a humongous Nintendo fan. If they released a new franchise, I was going to try it. And I had been hearing about Pocket Monsters for a little while, and then it was finally coming over to the States, and I was genuinely interested in it. I was like, all right, this is supposed to be like the big thing in Japan. Uh, it's the new franchise from Nintendo. I am, I am genuinely curious. But then the game came out, and the cards came out at the same time, and my store became a nightmare for months and months and months on end 
an absolute just hellscape of parents coming in <laughs> wanting the right Pokemon cards. It was it was just like I bought this pack of Pokemon cards that has a Charizard on the cover and I didn't get a Charizard in the pack. Well, that's how cards work, you idiot. So I, I open these cards, and my son already has all these. I want to return these and get another one. That's, no, that's not how cards work. They're called trading cards. Oh, God, and just lines out the door every single day. Out oh, like a line God. every day. You got Pokemon cards? You got Pokemon cards? You got Pokemon cards? <laughs> and it just turned me off to the whole franchise, and I never touched it. I never sniffed it. I was like, man, fuck Pokemon. Fuck Pokemon forever. I I hate everything about this and this stupid cartoon and Pika Pikachu and no, fuck it. Fuck it all. I hate it. Hate it to death. And um <laughs> Oh my god. I, I remember when Super Smash Brothers first came out, I was like, okay, this looks fantastic because I can be Samus from Metroid and beat the living shit out of Pikachu. <laughs> and I did and it was phenomenal. So years and years go by. I mean, I'm talking a lot of years. So this was back when Pokemon first came out uh, here in the States, which was what? 90, 98? What did we just say? Uh, yeah, 98. And uh, this was all up until last year when I officially decided, okay, it's been long enough. I'm going to try Pokemon. I had um, I had acquired, uh, I actually acquired a handful of the Pokemon games throughout, throughout the years. And I thought it would be interesting for for a lifelong Nintendo fan to play Pokemon for the very first time. Uh, and I decided to chronicle my adventures in Pokemon in, a, in an article series called Pokemon Propitiation, where I wrote about what it was like for a lifelong Nintendo fan who had never played Pokemon before to go back and play it. And I enjoy the game itself. The game world is absolutely bananas. <laughs> like, there's so much about this game that is very disturbing to me. Um, particularly that I just, like, I just want to, you know, go on an adventure. I just want to walk around and talk to people and everyone you talk to picks a fight with you and then you throw your pets at one another until they beat each other unconscious. <laughs> I guess you don't think about that when you're a child. <laughs> I guess not. I never like put that into my head. Like, <laughs> I'm just going to be better than everyone. <laughs> I'm playing all. this. And like my rival red shows up. Cause I also, I went Pokemon blue because Squirtle for life. Squirtle is amazing. Uh, and, uh, I'm all, I'm just, I'm playing around and he shows up. He's like, all right, I'm gonna throw this Bulbasaur at you. And I beat the shit out of the Bulbasaur. And I'm like, I didn't want to do that. I don't have anything against Bulbasaur. Look at that thing. It's cute. And now it's unconscious. I'm a monster. <laughs> All and all I ever want to do is just walk around and talk to people. Like I go into a gym and I'm like, okay, I'm in a gym. I want to go meet the gym leader. That sounds like fun. And I just want to say hi, but no, now I'm in a boss fight and there's no getting out of it. <laughs> the game is just absolutely insane. But above all else, the thing that resonated with me more than anything else in the world. And in fact, the inspiration that made me want to play it in the first place is the music. Um, I have mentioned on this show in the past, there's another uh, podcast out there called uh, Radio Trivia Podcast Edition on uh, uh, NintendoWorldReport.com, and it's a uh, video game music trivia show, and they did an episode that had Pokemon music on it, and as I'm listening to this music, I'm thinking, wow, this music is incredible, I want to play whatever this game is, and then after they revealed that it was Pokemon, I was like, well, shit. I guess I've got to play Pokemon now. Um, 
And so I did, and the music did not disappoint me in the least. Uh, this is just an incredible soundtrack, and it's it's such delightful um, Game Boy music. And I mean, you know me, I've got a real soft spot for, for really good Game Boy music. And because this was so late in the Game Boy's life cycle, uh, and it was right before Game Boy Color came out, um, this the, the mastery of what the Game Boy could do is really, really on display in the soundtrack. Uh, let's move on to track number one. Let's get started. Let's listen to some yeah. music. It's why we're here. Uh, track number one is going to be the opening. Um, this is the first song that I ever heard associated with Pokemon. And it was, uh, I didn't like it. I did not care for this music one bit because the version I heard was the, um, I guess the, the, the background theme to the Pokemon stage in um, Smash Brothers. And You would think you'd like it. I would think that I would, and um, I just didn't care for it. And that's actually going to be a, a bit of a, um, a recurring theme with what we're talking about tonight. But the actual, this version of it, I, I do care for. I find it quite entertaining. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to uh, opening from Pokemon. To an extent, I'm not a huge fan of this song. Um, there's just there's p bits about the melody that I don't love, but I love the instrumentation so much that it really it really works for me. Like that that sort of walking bass line that's going on underneath is is very smart, and this sounds very full. Uh, but the thing that's that's really interesting about this whole soundtrack is the percussion. And this song in particular just has a snare drum. It is literally only percussion in the entire song. It's just that kind of marching snare drum sort of thing happening. Um, all in all, this track sounds is one of the more full-sounding songs in the soundtrack. It's a, it's a good theme, but I guess when compared to some of the other music in this game, I mean, I just, I just think it's kind of weak because 
the rest of this music just gets so good. Uh, what about you? I don't know. I get super hyped whenever I hear this music. <laughs> I bet if I played this when it first came out, I would totally be far Yeah, because you're this. just a little kid and you're like, you're talking to Professor Oak and you're choosing your name. And at the time you could only be a boy, which is really sad for me. But <laughs> you get to choose your rival's name too. Mm-hmm. I would always make it something mean like poop or something. <laughs> <laughs> and it was just a lot of fun i (laughs) i just i like how the the music like builds up it's it's starting the game it's nothing like two bit like i'm sure it is starting the whole game the whole franchise of pokemon but like you got to build up to that (laughs) yeah and it's it it definitely has that right kind of sense of it does have kind of the right sense i guess is, is the word i'm looking for it's it's exciting enough um I like more major chords in, in my <laughs> themes. So, um, but it is it, it it's it is a good track to start off this this particular game. And it was really interesting for me to hear this version after having heard the more instrumental version uh, in later games like Super Smash Brothers Melee and and whatnot. But it's it is it is it is a good track, and I've made my peace with it. <laughs> um, but let's move on to track number two, where I start to truly, truly fall in love with this game soundtrack. Uh, track number two is for Pallet Town. Um, and we actually had somebody write in for this one. Matthew Hanolo writes, Pallet Town music lets you know you are safe at home. Then it switches to the root music and you know it's time for adventure. And Matthew, you couldn't possibly be more right. So let's go ahead and listen to track number two, Pallet Town. at least in my experience, physically impossible to not smile when you hear this song. Uh, it's, it's Yeah, it's so cute. It's so cute. It's it so peaceful. It does sound like home. <laughs> it does. Yeah, Matthew was uh, exactly right. It just, it makes you feel like you are safe at home. Yep. It's very calm. There's no action to it at all. It is just as peaceful as can be. You're hanging um, out in your room and exactly. your mom is there. She's downstairs. <laughs> yep. She's like, go run off and play with your friends. And you're like, yeah, mom, cool. <laughs> I'm going to go talk to this weird scientist guy. <laughs> now, it is also worth noting out, noting that there is zero percussion in the song. 
Not not a lick. No percussion. It's just just making all the Game Boy tones sing and harmonize together in just a, a, a beautiful, beautiful fashion. And I, uh, you know, I again mentioned this before about Game Boy music when they use the the bass note really high. It just ooh, it just fills me with a happiness. And this is all <laughs> that. Like the bass notes are all very high. They're almost they're almost up to the same frequency as 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 the main theme or whatever. But it's it just it's so so pretty. <laughs> it's just so good. It's like music box music. It is. I could definitely hear this coming out of a music box. Um, and maybe even with like some sort of light, light strings underneath it. Cause the, the bass just is, is very drawn out. It sustains gorgeously and everything else is just very, very, uh, staccato notes. And that's the theme that's going to hit several times throughout this, uh, this game soundtrack. Um, the, the, the brilliant way that they mix the, the staccato with the sustain, um, so, uh, what are, do you have any extra thoughts on Pal Town before we move on? Uh, mm, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Now we're on to Road to Viridian City. This is our track number three. This is, um, one of my favorites, uh, in, in this game. It's, this is fantastic. Uh, so let's go ahead and listen to it and then we'll talk about it because that's what we do. Here is track number three, Road to Viridian City. So again, I'm going to mention the percussion. It is extremely minimalist. There's <laughs> almost nothing there. It's just these very, very, very light little scratchy noises. Like that background bass is fantastic. I didn't even notice that. <laughs> it's oh oh the the background bass Ooh, is, is amazing. It's, uh, it's awesome. It's that that little tiny that that's all the percussion. It's these really little teeny tiny ticks. It is so <laughs> impressive. Uh, this is probably one of the catchiest tunes. It just, just ever. It's, it's extremely simple on the surface, but when I was listening to it earlier today, getting my notes together, I realized just how much extra complexity there really is under, underneath, like what you listen to, because it all sounds very staccato and very simple, but underneath the basic melody, there's this almost unnoticeable secondary harmony melody that I, I didn't even, it's so it blends in so seamlessly that I almost didn't even realize it was there until I really, really sat and listened to it. And they're just these very quick and subtle harmonies that that just match a handful of notes throughout. It's so sparse and so, so brilliant. It's ridiculous. I've I've never really had an experience like this with a with with eight bit music. Usually when I'm when I listen to eight bit music, I just hear all the parts because there's not that many of them. But these just blended in so, so perfectly. Um, it just becomes this secondary set of notes. It's 
so perfect. So the song is actually a bit more complex than it lets on, which is really cool. It does a great job of expressing the emotion of leaving home and going on an adventure, except you're still close enough to home that the stakes are pretty low. You know, it's 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 all excitement without any of the sadness or loneliness that comes in with a leaving on like a big, big epic adventure. Yeah, it's like not a scary adventure at all. No, you're like, oh, I'm like I'm 10 feet from my house still and I'm hanging out in the tall grass. We're going to catch a nice new Pokemon. Yeah, the tutorial. It's it's just like cute little fun but and eventually the the game takes on that persona of the farther you get away from home the deeper into the adventure the more serious the music tends to sound but mm-hmm. this one right here is just like no no we're just going down we're just going down the road no no where i can't yeah, walk don't worry to. it's easy um <laughs> i also have to say that this is one of the best iterations of this song when when this song is instrumented differently with uh, bolder instruments like trumpets or strings, it really loses some of its charm. Um, Smash Brothers has, uh, so I think Smash Brothers Melee has this very fully instrumented version of the song. And um, I never even gave this track a second thought with that one. It's all like, you know, played on trumpets and uh, tubas and whatnot. And just, it, it lost a lot of the charm. And then I played this game and I heard this version of the song and I was like, this is just so stupidly charming. Like I couldn't stop smiling. Um, then earlier today, I actually looked up cause I was really curious how this music sounds in Pokemon fire red and leaf green. And it also loses most of this game's charm. It just, there's something about how incredibly well the staccato instruments work here on the game boy, as opposed to any other iteration I've ever heard of it that just, there's a feeling here that just hasn't been recaptured with some of the more modern instruments. That was a lot of stuff. <laughs> you were getting really in depth about the music there. I, it's it's such a great song. It's such a good song. I never like thought of these things when I was playing as a small child. <laughs> it's just like this is fun music. I'm happy. This makes me feel happy. It's not scary. I definitely recommend like really giving this one another listen and see if you mm-hmm. can pull out that secondary melody I'm talking about because it's okay. it's so subtle. In fact, um, uh, Banjo Gaiali does a really, really good cover of this song with a very amusing video where he has a, a puppet Pokemon named Simon. It's 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 good stuff, um, but he, it, he does it all on banjo and it kind of proves that this song works so much better with a staccato string instrument than um, a full orchestral tr- or orchestral treatment. Okay. All right. Let's move on to track number four. Mm-hmm. Now, track number four is one of the tracks that I added to tonight's list um, more obligatory than anything, just because this is an important song. I'm nowhere near as much of a fan of this song as I am a lot of the other tracks on, on the soundtrack, but it is really interesting for a number of reasons. Uh, and the track we're talking about is the Battle versus Wild Pokemon track. So let's give it a listen. Here is track number four, Battle versus Wild Pokemon. Thank you. 
know, <laughs> when I was little, this music gave me severe anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine why. <laughs> I was not very good at battling other Pokemon. <laughs> and, <laughs> well, when you're trying to catch Pokemon, there was a thing that, I don't know how this rumor got started, but you have to hold the A button when you're catching Pokemon. And every time, like, the song would loop again, I'd, like, freak out more. Like, oh, my God, this is it. I'm not going to catch this Pokemon. I'm going to have to kill it or I'm going to, like, my Pokemon are going to faint. So it's a very, it's, it feels like a very stressful soundtrack uh, song to me. I agree. It's definitely a, a stressful song. What's interesting about that is how intense and stressful this is. This is another instance of absolutely no percussion. There's not a single drum track to be heard in this entire thing. <laughs> and you would think a lack of percussion uh, is weird for a song this intense, but the, the bouncy bass line seems to handle the rhythm well enough. I'm Like I said before, I'm also not a huge fan of this piece. It's, it's a little too haphazard overall. Uh, those kind of Flight of the Bumblebee sounding parts just don't... They're far too frantic. Uh, they're just kind of everywhere without... It, it doesn't seem to have a very good it doesn't do a very good job of reining itself in enough to be anything other than just pure psychosis. I mean, I guess that's <laughs> partly the point because um, this it's is battle music. Yeah. It's battling with a wild Pokemon, you know, mm -hmm. it's, it's, it's not really any sort of controlled circumstance, but you hear this music. So often, and a lot of those battles with wild Pokemon, at least in my experience, really weren't that intense. <laughs> like they can be at the start, but then like at a certain point, I've got my level 20 something Bulbasaur beating up a little f level five Pidgey or something. And it's like, there's just crazy intense music going on. And I'm like, Hey, <laughs> win. Okay. <laughs> so it just, it, it kind of felt a little out of place. I feel like the game could have used a less insane track kind of as an as an option like save this for something that was really wild and dangerous and have something a little bit less intense uh kind of, you know kind of the similar to the way the earthbound has a couple of different um tracks for uh battle systems like kind of depending on what you know kind of battle you're in i, I feel like this this could have used one other maybe not so dangerous sounding uh, uh track for for battling yeah, wild pokemon that probably would have been nice <laughs> for all the young children. Because <laughs> <laughs> you get into this fight and you're just like, oh my god, is this, does this Rattata have something up its sleeve I don't know about? Oh no, it's, <laughs> no, it doesn't. It's dead. It's very dead. Why, why was this music playing? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. All right, let's, uh, let's move on to track number five. This is my Ooh. favorite track in the game. Wow. I, this, this track is, is gorgeous and it gets stuck in my head all the time i love singing it to myself obviously because uh, mm. most people when you sit around singing video game music think you're crazy so let's i think the next one's my favorite but we'll get to that after <laughs> oh okay that's that's a good one uh let's go with track number five pewter city
so this is similar to Pallet Town. I mean, straight off the bat, this is just a beautiful piece of music. Absolutely gorgeous. And um, one of the one of the great instances of, of uh, I think this was in the most recent Smash Brothers? I can't remember, but there's one of the Smash Brothers soundtracks that eventually segues into a very good-sounding uh, guitar version of this song, and it's just, it's really, really nice. But yeah, this song, I mean, the first time I heard it, I was like, oh, it's it's more of the same. It's it's very similar to Pallet Town. It's very pretty. I, I love it, but it's, it's very more of the same. But the more I listen to it, this is even more intricate. Uh, the the deeper you go into it, the more you listen to it. I mean, the main melody is is gorgeous. It's stunningly gorgeous. But then the secondary melody has its own set of harmonies. Like it it harmonizes with itself on specific notes. So you've got this. Usually, when you're listening to eight bit music, you've got a, a main melody and then a secondary melody, a bass, and then you know your noise track filling in your um, your your drums. So you've got the again the extremely minimalist percussion with just you know a couple little. I would essentially be hi-hat hits just thrown in there just to give it just the right right cadence. And then these other layers just they have it seems like four layers playing with them playing together to just spew out this gorgeous gorgeous music. Uh and it is again it's very peaceful. Uh you're not that far away from home and it it does a, a brilliant job of of setting up you know, exuding the exact same exact kind of feeling that the the game makers seem to want to you to have at this point it's it's just far it's incredibly brilliant how it dances between harmonizing and doing its own thing and again with the high bass line just coming out of the game boy always makes me smile how do you feel about this track i also really liked it it was a nice rest from battling all those pokemon like <laughs> Oh my god, you're so right. You're so right. It's like, oh my god, I had to suffer through all of that. Oh my god, this is so pleasant. My ears are so happy. I'm comfortable again. You definitely know you're safe. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) This is a very safe song. (laughs) Okay. I, uh, I, I gushed about that one quite a bit. So let's move on to track number six, Pokemon Center. Uh, Another fantastic song. Here we go. Pokemon Center song and that probably is one of my favorite songs because I think that's the song I hum the most around in public (laughs) (laughs) 
I'll be sitting around and be like, yeah, healing my Pokemon in real life. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> but it's like another one of those things. Like if you're in like one of those scary places, you go right into the Pokemon Center and everything is all better again. You see Nurse Joy, you hand her your Pokemon and they're all better. Everything is chill. <laughs> it's like the easiest vet trip ever. Yep. <laughs> Uh, and i just love the like the sweet melody of it that is it is it's very sweet (laughs) Uh, again again with no percussion Mm -hmm. uh, another track with zero drums um this one is kind of similar to the pallet town and pewter city music structurally speaking but it's got a slightly more happy and boppy vibe to it you know it's like it almost has like just a touch of shop music to it Mm -hmm. so because you know you're going to a public place where everything is safe and happy it does a great job of making you feel like nothing bad can ever happen in a pokemon center and granted i've never beaten pokemon so i can't attest that something bad doesn't eventually happen in a pokemon center but this music makes me think that nothing bad will happen it is it's a place of healing it helps relieve the tension of the fact that you just threw your pets at other animals and they passed out from exhaustion um and generally really it's it's such a relieving song like I, I know I've been on trips in my short time playing Pokemon where I would go out of town and then I would just like, I would barely beat some Pokemon and then I would run back to town praying that I wouldn't run into anything else on the way. Or and the I'd, poison ones you get you. <laughs> oh God. Yeah. Something like that. And then I'd make it back to the Pokemon Center and be like, yes, yes, heal my Pokemon. And you know what else I love about it? It's always free. They don't yeah. charge you to do that. So you can just heal yourself as many times as you want. That's uh, the best part. I was always like, oh my God, this is, you're, you're giving this to me? Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I could have sworn, like when I first got there, I was like, all right, how much are they going to charge me to heal my Pokemon? Nothing? Seriously? This entire world is filled with people that want to pick a fight with me for absolutely no goddamn reason. But you show up in a Pokemon Center and everyone's just like, yeah, there's Jigglypuff over there. She's just singing songs. Here, let me heal your Pokemon for free. Use this PC. <laughs> it doesn't belong to anybody. Just go nuts. Yeah. <laughs> love Pokemon Centers. They're just like this weird oasis. It's like the weird happy oasis in the middle of the pure violent insanity of the world of Pokemon. <laughs> Freaking bug catchers just wandering out in the woods like, I got a net. I'm going to throw my Pokemon at you, and you know you're going to kick their ass. These people don't even have pants on. They're just wandering around <laughs> in these cut-off shorts. Or like the explorer guys, like the gi- mo- giant morbidly oh obese bearded dudes with the explorer yeah. hats, and they're like, I'm going to throw my Pokemon at you. And you're just like, what do you got? I've got an Onix, and you've got a whatever the hell this thing is. No, not an Onix. I have a Geodude. My Geodude is freaking awesome. And they're like throwing those little, I don't even remember, Caterpies or something Geodude. at me. I'm just like, oh get that. I didn't even want to challenge you. Now my, <laughs> my Geodude is going to pummel the shit out of your pet. Because of you. Feel guilty, sir. Carry your Pokemon to the nearest Pokemon Center and don't do this again. Good day. Good day. I believe I said good day. I'm going to take my Pokeballs and leave. Okay, so we're going to move on to... Okay. Uh, do you have anything else to, to throw no. in on Pokemon Center? All right. Uh, track number seven uh, is another one of these... Uh, another track that I kind of added out of... um just because I thought it was important to have in there. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about it in a little bit more in a moment. Here is track number seven, Battle versus Trainer. Mm-hmm. 
Now this is similar in a lot of respects to the Wild Pokemon Battle Song, but in my humble opinion, it is much, much better. Because it has a memorable hook that the other one doesn't have, and that fast Flight of the Bumblebee type notes are so much more deliberate here. It's like they have a, a, a real position, and it feels intense. It feels just as intense without as sounding as chaotic. And um, again, there's a very noticeable lack of percussion uh, once you know that the percussion is a weird thing in this uh, in this soundtrack. Yet the cadence of the song often changes to to like cut time, thanks to the the bass line. And it also has this weird timing towards the end of its loop, which I never really pieced together until uh, earlier earlier today. Um, the whole thing is structured in a very straightforward eight beat pattern until it does these two ten beat patterns like right towards the end, and it just adds this sort of anxious, elongated feeling to the whole thing. It's it's very, very effective, because this is this is like step up. This is this is the next level. Like you're sure you're fighting wild rats and whatever to that other music, but now you're fighting trainers. You're fighting like these are the these are the folks in charge. So so you're you're fighting these people and the the way this music is structured is just it's just a smarter version of that other music and it's it's very intense. I don't like it. It makes me angry. I hated fighting trainers. I just wanted to be left alone, get to the next town, be on my way. I totally hear you. I hate what it's attached to, but I really like the song. It's it's quite the dichotomy. I'm trying to separate those two, and I don't know if I can. This is a, a, now. If I'm not mistaken, this is the music where, like, you know, those bug catchers and shit play, right? This is the music that you that you hear, or is like this isn't the music where there's like a, a gym leader, right? That's a different song, I think. Yeah. Yeah. So this is like when you're walking through a cave and there's a girl there standing next to a sign, and I just want to ask for directions, yep. and the girl's just like, "I like your socks," and then she throws a pokeball at your head, and you're all of a sudden fighting for no reason. Yeah, I know. Did you ever notice how weird those segues are? Like they're hysterical. <laughs> yeah, like- <laughs> they crack me up because there's no way they're not intentionally bizarre. But it'll just yeah. be like, "I like ice cream." And then you're fighting. I like, like ice cream. Let's fight. What the <laughs> hell just happened? Why is everybody insane? <laughs> the world of Pokemon. It is the world. It is the weird, weird world of Pokemon. All right. Let's move on to track number eight. Uh, track number eight is Road to Cerulean. And it is a good song. So let's listen to it. Here we go. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? I did. Percussion. Yay! <laughs> Finally. Yes, there's a very military marching band feel to it. Um, 
it's so like far and few in between actually all these percussion and percussionless tracks it is like that was probably one of the things that i was just i was so interested in with this soundtrack was it's it's once i noticed it wasn't there it became really obvious to me that it wasn't there but it's only after i noticed it because like the the music never sounds like it's really missing percussion it's just it's it's a very smart way to use the game boy sound chip to its fullest potential if if you've if you've got the chops to pull it off um, this song was kind of sort of a, a great evolution to the Road to Viridian City long, um, because it is song, not long, there, uh, <laughs> because it, it almost feels like a grown up version of that song. It's like, you know, it's short, it's structured very similar, but it's got a more, like I said before, it's got a little bit more lonely, less fun vibe to it because you're, you're getting farther away from home and mm-hmm. the soundtrack definitely follows that, that path. Yeah. Um, yeah. What, what do you, what do you got on this one? No, it does definitely seem like that. <laughs> it's getting like a little scarier. Like, oh, now I can't like run straight back to my mother and yeah. hang out with her, play on my NES. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that was the road to Cerulean City. Mm-hmm. Track number nine is Cerulean City. Yay! I spent a lot of time in Cerulean City. <laughs> I will explain after we listen. Here is track number nine, Cerulean City. So we're back to the no percussion. Um, this is just, it's another very charming town song, but I wanted to include this one in there because it's its oddly carefree and boppy considering where you are in the game. Like you're a little bit further from home and then it's just all of a sudden this really kind of goofball happy-ish tone to it. But its it's also got an, it's, it's got an excellent use of staccato and sustain. Uh, like I mentioned before, where it's like it knows exactly when to keep things quiet and exactly when to... Masuda is very smart about the the instrument choices and the way to make them sing at just the right time. I heard this song so much because I got stuck in Cerulean City for so long because I, I earned something that said... I got the badge, and the badge badge said, now you can use cut. Because I went in there, and I fought the mermaid girl, Misty, who's not a mermaid. She just hangs up by a pool. Okay, sure, crazy people. So I beat her Pokemon up. I got the badge. It said I could use cut. There was a tree in my way. So I walk over to the tree, and I can't use cut because there's no prompt to use cut. So eventually I found dig. 
I was like, okay, dig. I'll dig under something else. I go over to this rock. It's, there's a rock in my path. I'm going to dig under the rock. And then Professor Oak's magic voice comes from somewhere and the says, pokey device, no, I think. What's that? I think the pokey device. Oh, because he can communicate. It's like they got Wi-Fi on that fucking thing. <laughs> I think they had Wi-Fi Christ. in the early 90s. <laughs> sure. So I try to use dig in a very sensible way. And he's just like, no, pff, you don't want to use dig here. What are you doing? What are you doing, crazy guys? Like, what do you mean? What do you mean? What, do you mean? what am I you doing using dig? I want to dig a hole. That's why I'm using dig. What's wrong with you? Why are you telling me I can't dig a hole? Ah. <sighs> And like I, everyone was talking about Bill, like you know, Bill. Oh, Bill's the ultimate Pokemon master. You you gotta fi- you gotta find Bill, man. Bill knows exactly what's up. Bill, Ooh. Bill is the be all end all. He is Lord Bill of all things Pokemon. <laughs> and so I I headed up north and I I met Bill and it was very anticlimactic. Like I didn't even I don't even remember I didn't even know what was going on there. Like he was a Pokemon or he wasn't a Pokemon or he did some sort of weird experiment on himself that turned him into some weird half Pokemon, half Skulltella thing or whatever. I don't know. The whole thing was just insane and I was just getting real frustrated in this in this town. And then you've got the jackasses oh, you've got the jackasses of um uh Team Rocket. I can't remember. Was this the town with the house that had been uh, robbed by Team Rocket? I don't know, but this is the town that does have the bike shop in it. Oh, this has the bike shop yeah, with the asshole who's going to sell you a bike for a million dollars. Yeah. What a dick. <laughs> what a dick. Now, I know for a fact that you eventually get a bike in this game because I've seen pictures of somebody riding a bike. Oh, yeah, you haven't gotten that far yet. I never got the bike. All I know is I went in there. He's like, yeah, I got bikes. I got four bikes right over here. It's a giant, giant room, four bikes in it. And he's like, a million dollars for a bike. What's up now, kid? Pay the fuck up. And I'm just like, screw you. I'll walk. Nothing is that far away from anything else around here. I'll fucking walk. Keep your million dollars, jerk. You're funny. <laughs> Everything is very far away. Well, I always I mean, thought it was hilarious that like, Everyone has a bike later on, and you're like, what the hell? How were you able to afford that? How rich are you? What do these people do for a living? Like, (laughs) is it just us transient people who are out collecting Pokemon for no adequate reason that don't have the money to buy a bike? Maybe a million dollars is like $200 in crazy Pokemon world. (laughs) Whatever. Um, So It was a very lovely seaside town. It is a very lovely seaside town. (laughs) <laughs> I, 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 and I say town because they call it a city, but there's like four houses, right? There's maybe eight people living in your town. It does not consist of a city. To them, it does. To them, it in crazy a- Pokemon town, it does. Crazy Pokemon. <laughs> All right, let's move on to track number 10. Track okay. number 10 is uh, two bills. All right, so so here's the thing about these track names. I'm getting these track names off of a a, a game rip that I was able to find. Uh, I know there is an official soundtrack, and a lot of these songs probably have actual names that aren't this, but this is what we're going with, so sorry. (laughs) Away we go. Away we go. Here is track number 10, Two Bills.
So this is another on-the-road type song, seeing as it's on the road to Bill's. Uh, and again, with only the snare for percussion. So, huzzah, we've got a little bit of percussion, but it's got that kind of marchy vibe to it. This is also one of the fullest sounding songs in the game, because the bass is particularly low and bassy, which is kind of uncharacteristic for a lot of the music in this uh, in this game. It does help with that full feeling, and it's very much a, a marching type of song. It's all about moving forward and conveys a very specific feeling. Uh, and it could all, it's also got a vaguely victorious vibe. Like, I could also hear this as like, oh, you just beat a boss, and now we're going to talk about it, and this music plays in the background. But uh, It kind of does that. I forgot where. <laughs> but it does do that in one of like the after battles. Oh. So well, you're kind of right. right. <laughs> Hooray for me! Hooray! Oh, all right. Well, uh, we're, we're just going to keep trucking right along if you don't have anything else to add. No, I'm cool. <laughs> right, we've got a handful more tracks, and the night is not getting any younger, so we're just going to blow through these as quick as we can. So, track number 11 is Vermilion City, um, which is an interesting track, so here we go. southern city that is bathed in orange by the setting sun it's the city where you go to fight lieutenant surge <laughs> wait <laughs> lieutenant think... sarge surge oh surge okay can you guess what kind of pokemon he has um orange <laughs> <laughs> like the type <laughs> with the name like surge uh water nope Earth. Electric. <laughs> I was making terrible guesses on <laughs> Oh <Earth>. my god. <laughs> yes, Lieutenant Surge. And he has the Raichu. <laughs> really? Yep. Wow. So I think you're you're not up to him yet. No, this is pretty much where I left off. Like right around here. Um I was like getting ready to get tickets for the boat and Yeah, so I, I haven't fought a Raichu yet. <laughs> You will. This I is did also fight a home. wild Pikachu, though, and those things were originally adorable. Yeah. Like, don't get me wrong. Pikachu's cute and all, but, like, the original Pikachus were all, like, fat loaves of bread yeah. with, like, eyes on them that were a little and too far cheeks. apart. They're adorable. <laughs> I miss old Pikachu. <laughs> Bring back fat Pikachu. Stop fat shaming him, everyone. Yeah, it's like Pikachu and Sonic the Hedgehog are going to the same gym. <laughs> <laughs> this is also where the Pokemon fan club is, where all the weirdos who really like Pokemon hang out. <laughs> it's a, I, I thought their love for their Pokemon was a little, like, odd as a mm. child, even now. Wow. Yikes. Yeah. <laughs> what did you think of this song? Well, I mean, there's, there's a very different kind of percussion going on in this song. Um, 
it's more driving. It's not really much of a march at all, but it's it's very pretty and very full at all times. And, you know, still with the high bass, giving it a very peaceful vibe. But this one's not overly happy and boppy, though. It's like even with the bouncing bass line, the whole thing feels far more serious and uh, not like dangerously serious, just a little bit more grown up. Uh, definitely not as goofy and or fun. Like it's it's yeah. it's not a very whimsical piece. It's just a very, very pretty piece. Like this is a really, really pretty piece of music. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's a it's yeah, it's a good track. And it's it's another one of my favorites. Um here just because of how interesting it is like a lot of these city uh, the different town songs kind of blend together uh, to to a large extent because they have a lot of similarities structurally speaking thematically speaking but this one was was had a, a different enough vibe that i thought it was really worth pointing out so uh let's move on to track number 12 saint anne uh, which i believe is a boat so here yep. we go track number 12 saint anne this song because it has such a different vibe than the rest of the game while still remaining very stylistically similar to the other town songs this one feels like it's it's very clearly a harpsichord inspired song like uh, out of all the songs that i've heard in this game this one just made it made a connection with a real life instrument more than anything else it just it just sounds harpsichordy to me you know the high bass sings extremely well here. It's got a very kind of museum type vibe to it. Like, I don't Actually, know. Um, <laughs> fun fact, a model of the SS Anne appears in the Oceanic Museum later on. What's the Oceanic Museum? It's in the game. <laughs> in this game? No. Oh. Yeah. Um, it's in Ruby and Sapphire and oh. Emerald. Well, I'm gonna have so. to. I'm gonna have to look into that. <laughs> That's pretty cool. And place this music. Uh, no, just the model but of the, the ship. But the model of the ship is yeah. in a museum. Okay, it's well, <laughs> a fun, fun little fact. The more you know. The more you know. <laughs> yeah, there's there's very little fun in this in this track, uh, but it does. It it's makes where you f- get cut. Spoiler alert. Where you get what now? This is where you get uh, HM cut. You're shitting me. No, I'm not. So I don't have cut yet? The badge no. is just telling me I'm allowed to use it when I get it? Yep. Man, fuck you, game. 
<laughs> this is what it does. It gives you things you don't need. And then you have all this stuff and you're like, what do I even do with it? I can't even use it yet. Well, at least that makes me feel a little bit better. So, hooray. <laughs> yep. Anyway, like this, uh, this, this song, you know, it makes you feel safe, but it also makes you feel like you need to be careful. So. Yep. Very whimsical. Good, good track. Good tune. <laughs> Speaking of good tunes, track number 13, uh, not a particularly interesting song, but just too much fun for me not to include. Here's track number 13, Cycling. sound like i don't know what that sound is it's almost like a little buzzing beep like it you it almost sounds like if you're not really listening to it um just like another hi-hat type sound but i was really i was listening to this on headphones earlier and hearing it like what what is that sound couldn't really couldn't really isolate it it's a very very strange sound but it's a little I mean, screechy yeah how could we not include this song it's it's so much fun <laughs> <laughs> I never got to the bike yet in my playthrough, but I can only imagine how much fun it is to be zooming along to this song. On I mean, Route 17. On Route 17. Yep. Interesting. Well, it could easily be exchanged for uh, an earlier town song in this game, and probably nobody would notice. Yet, it also yeah. works really well for what I assume its intended use is, which is, you know, cruising around on a bike, and all of a sudden you're carefree, and you're rolling around on a bike. You know, good times. Great oldies. I love it. It's fun. I'm looking forward to owning a bike. I'm not looking forward to dishing out a million dollars for it, but something tells me I'm not going to have to. <laughs> Let's keep this train a-rolling, or this bike a-rolling. The next track is going to be track number 14, and that's Lavender Town, uh, which was requested by both Alex from Robot Nightmare, a YouTube show that we have here on, on Geekade, and a Instagram user Abody to Hold. Um, also me. <laughs> and also you. I didn't include you because you're okay. on the podcast. <laughs> it took me a minute to figure that out, too. Was, I was like, wow, we had three people. And I'm typing out the names of the, of the people. And I was like, hey, wait a minute. Baking. That's that's Vicky. <laughs> <laughs> so here is track number 14, Lavender Town.
also Laventown. Lavender Town. Oops. <laughs> take also, two. <laughs> take two. The Noble Town. It is a small town covered in beautiful hue of purple. It, like I like how these. De- where are you getting these descriptions from? Just out of curiosity. Oh, uh, Bulbapedia. <laughs> I love it because like this game was in black and white. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> like, no, trust me. There's color here. You just got to imagine it. So they had like kind of a purple like. When they they had all the other pixels purpley colored. Well, yeah, when you played it on a Game Boy Color, but this game came out before the Game Boy oh, Color shit. came out. It did. I think I had this on Pokemon Game Boy Color then. Well, yeah, if your Game Boy was pink, it was a Game Boy Color. Yeah. And like, yeah, uh, they had those cute little enhancements and whatnot. But yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I, you know, I'm when I'm playing it on, I was playing it on a Game Boy Advance SP, so it had a little t- twinges of color to it as well. But I mean, yeah, this was a totally black and white game well this uh song is very sad this is a horribly sad song um you have to go i think the main point of this is to get to the pokemon tower to find out what happened to um this marowak everyone keeps talking about in town there's a graveyard there um who else is there the name raider. Oh, the House of Memories. I almost. Oh wait, no, that's Generation Two. Well, I'm gonna go ahead and steal your line and say I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> I just I when I was originally putting this track list together, I skipped right over this one because I like. I mean, meaning no offense to anybody, <laughs> uh, this just sounds like generic spooky music to me. Like, there's nothing special about this this tune. It like I've heard better haunted house music in Mario games. Like. It's just, I don't know what it is. There's just, it just kind of seems like it's not very dynamic. It just kind of stays at the same basic height the entire time. Uh, it's, it's, it's spooky. It's sad and it's, it's dull. I mean, I guess, I guess the instrumentation is, is effective for what it's doing, but it's, um, it, it's probably got a lot to do with the fact that I haven't gotten to this part. So I have nothing to really compare it to other than just the music itself. And it was very clearly haunted music. Um, yeah. It's not but, supposed to, like, do anything else except for, like, just be there. Because this whole town is a graveyard for all these people who've lost their Pokemon. So, it's not, like, supposed to be dynamic or anything. It's just, like, a... This is a funeral song. Good God. Yeah, I know. This game it's morbid. is fucked up. <laughs> yeah, it's really sad. <laughs> all right, we're 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 coming into the home stretch here. Um... Uh, thank you, uh, Alex, and a body to hold for suggesting this song, because um, we're always happy to get feedback, and I was happy to play it for you. Uh, so, all right, track number fifteen, Team Rocket Hideout. This song, um, this song, I picked not because I'm overly fond of it, because I'm not, but it is an extremely interesting piece of music. So, here is track number fifteen, Team Rocket Hideout. <laughs> Thank you. 
So yeah, like I said, this is an interesting, interesting piece of music. It's it's kind of all over the map. <laughs> yeah, I like this song a lot. It's it, it is. I'm. It's not something that I like to listen to so much on its own, <laughs> but I really like it as a piece of music because it's it's freaking nuts. It's it's got percussion. It's got all sorts of chaotic chaotic stuff going on, but it reins itself in for like that little bit before going all bug nuts again, and it's got those few moments that are like really tense and then it's all going back to crazy and then it goes back to being weird and then it's it's such a weird tune but it's very well thought out and what i'm assuming so my interactions with team rocket so far have just been like what the hell what the hell all right so for what are you wearing um why are you wearing that um what is your goal why haven't all of these jackasses been arrested? Because they're not threatening, like, at all. I mean, like, I fought one dude who was wearing, like, a taxi cab driver outfit with a tiny bullwhip in his hands. And I'm like, whoa, who let you leave your house dressed like that? Where do you even buy these clothes? <laughs> and, like, so Team Rocket is, like, in a world of crazy people Team Rocket is like the pants on head level of crazy. And I just, I just, so I can only imagine their hideout being like some sort of trippy, chaotic nightmare out of like a friggin' painting or something. Like, I don't even know what to expect from Team Rocket hideout, but this music definitely fits the level of insanity I've come to expect from, uh, from, from whatever the hell Team Rocket is. There are four basement levels. Four so basement in, levels. Yeah, you're in for a treat. There's a lot of uh, bad guys. Oh, crikey. It was, it's very, this is when it starts getting tough, the game. And mm. I guess you can feel it in the music. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. Like, it definitely has a, a certain imposing feel to it. Mm-hmm. Like, there's there's no doubt that there is definitely a, a level of imposing. Like, this is much bigger than you. <laughs> mm. we, they are Hydra. They are Hydra. <laughs> Team Hydra. God, Team Rocket. What in the ever-loving hell? <laughs> and they have whips. They're really funny. I don't know what's going on over there. <laughs> it's just so, so strange. Thank you. Thank you, Game Freak. Thank you for doing this for us. <laughs> okay, here we are. Last track of the night. We've made it. Um, now before we get to this last track, I just want to say that there are definitely there are more tracks that we could have listened to tonight. Um you know, we obviously wanted to pare it down so the episode wouldn't be too, too long. Um, and it's already not exactly a short episode because we hit a lot of the music. But listen to this whole game soundtrack. Really, if if you've got access to it, listen to all the songs, even the ones we didn't play. There's just this soundtrack is really to be commended. It's an extraordinary collection of music. So track number 16 is appropriate, appropriately enough, the ending. So uh, let's give it a listen.
Hooray! We did it! We beat Pokemon! Woo! <laughs> Alright, so a couple of things of note. First off, no percussion. Again, last song of the game, screw you, you don't get any drums. <laughs> uh, this is... I, I don't know, it's it's kind of exactly what I would expect from an ending song to hear, to, to this game. You know, after hearing all this other stuff, it, it makes a lot of sense that this is what it is because it's it's happy and celebratory but it's also kind of like an amalgamation of the rest of the soundtrack you know it has touches of that main theme from the intro there it's got you know a bouncing bass line intelligently timed harmonies high bass but it's also got a, a, a the melodic feel of the title theme and even some of the, to the extent some of the battle music um so it's it's slightly overly happy um, you should be happy. You just be Pokemon. Exactly. You beat it's all it's of the not... Elite Four. You're done. <laughs> the Elite Four. I've I've heard so much about. It's it's not as overly happy as I would have expected, but it's also just just happy enough. Uh, it it makes it makes perfect sense, and and I like it. It gets it gets a thumbs up for me. It's this is a good piece of music. Wait way to way to bookend it there. Good job. It's, it's a song that says your journey's not quite over yet. You still have many more Pokemon generations to go. It's a song that says, oh, you thought you were done buying Pokemon games? <laughs> <laughs> nope. <laughs> Never. Prepare yourself for disappointment. <laughs> <laughs> Do you like money? Pokemon's not the game for you. <laughs> Pokemon will soon separate you from as much money as humanly possible. <laughs> so, um, there we have it. There is uh, Waveback's look at the Pokemon soundtrack. This was, um, this is a hell of a game, and I'm looking forward to making myself finish it. I'm currently in the, I, I'm on a, a hiatus for my playthrough of Pokemon. I, I fell off just a bit. And I rebought the game on 3DS so that I can play through it with all the convenience I can think of. But I'm also making I'm I'm not gonna touch it until I finish my. I'm also replaying through uh, Kid Icarus Uprising right now because I've been on a real Kid Icarus kick lately, and Kid Icarus Uprising is fantastic, and I've only played it once, so I am remedying that situation, and it is just as enjoyable as I remember it. But as soon as I'm done with that one, I am hunkering down, and I am going to beat. Pokemon Blue from beginning to end, come heck or high water. Yay! And then you get to be catch that Snorlax soon. Yeah, you told me I get to catch a Snorlax soon. I'm super jazzed about catching a Snorlax. Snorlaxes <laughs> are awesome. So, uh, do you have any final thoughts on Pokemon before we call it a night? Um, now I really want to play the game all over again, and I can because it's all available on the eShop, right? Yes, it is. Uh, yes. just, just red, blue, and yellow, but... I'm glad they finally did this. They took forever doing really re-releasing these games, which was absolute insanity to me. I figured this would be one of their earliest ones because it's like, why wouldn't you? There's so much money to be had. But I guess there was a lot, some technical aspects with like they wanted to get the trading and stuff functional uh, within the the code of the game, and they appear to have done that. So kudos to them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> So that's our show. Um, tune in next time as we listen to one of Vicky's favorites, the PlayStation 2 classic Final Fantasy X. <gasps> oh my god, it's happening! 
As always, we'd love to hear everyone's thoughts and memories on these games. So if you like, you can send them to mail at geekade.com. And while you're at it, check out all our social media channels, which you should totally like slash follow slash subscribe to if you haven't already. And be sure to check out all the other great content we have on our site over at geekade.com. Uh, as far as Final Fantasy X goes, I played it when it first came out, and I didn't get very far, so I'm pretty sure we're going to tackle this one the same I did with Little Big Planet, and I'm just going to not listen to any of the music until uh, the night of the show, and hopefully it works out pretty well, because uh, I thought that was a lot of fun last time. So <laughs> thank you, everyone, again for listening, and good night. <laughs>